Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. Hey guys, hope you're having a great week. And we, um, it's hard to believe summer's like coming to an end. I know. Well, it, I hope. Maybe. Does it, <laughs> what, what? What marks the end of summer? School starting School back? starting, yeah. Well, summer may not be coming to an end. Who well, knows? We'll see. They, they're saying so, but we'll see. We'll see. Never know. Yeah, nope. Well, hopefully, even though it was a crazy summer with COVID and all that, you were able to get your, your summer vacation in and a little bit of normal life. I know that was hard to come by. Yeah, we we tried. We were originally supposed to be taking this really long trip across the country this summer in our motorhome. And when it didn't happen. half of the country, well, most of the country is shut down, you can't really go see national parks and the things we were going to be seeing. So we had to um, yep. punt. But, yep. Uh, but we've had a good summer. We Listen, have. we can't. I mean, people had a lot worse yeah, uh, things in life, so we can't really complain. It's been it's been a good summer, and um, baseball has started back. So we had some baseball this summer with our with uh, Colby, our little boy, and um, and so that's fun. But we were able to fit in a summer vacation. Mm-hmm. It was a little different than we had actually thought. Too, we won't get into all of that, but um, but I will get into a little bit of it. So my, we have an RV, as we've said many times here. And, um, and we love just going to a state park or something like that by water, by a lake. We love paddleboarding and kayaking. Matter of fact, we had gotten some new paddleboards, and we're so excited about doing that. But first, we, we drove to my brother. He has a lake house, and we were visiting with him for two or three days Yeah. and had a great time. Ended up, something happened to the motorhome, and we ended up staying at his lake house all week. Mm-hmm. While somebody looked at the motorhome, and so it was great. It, mm-hmm. Man, what a blessing that we uh, were still able to get our vacation in. But when uh, earlier in that week, my brother looked at me, and he's got a boat, and the kids love to tube and do all that kind of stuff. And my brother looked at me and said, "Hey, do you think the kids want to ski?" Mm-hmm. Now, Bonnie, you grew up skiing too, didn't you? No, oh, I learned when I was like a senior in high school or freshman in college. Oh, really? Just, yeah. yeah. Okay. So late, later. Yeah. Um, I loved skiing. I learned when I was little. We had a little, we had a boat, and we would go skiing all the time. And um, I love skiing. So when he said that, my eyes lit up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh yes!" And so I asked the kids, like, "Yes," and I don't think they even knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. They did not know what uh, lay before us. So let me paint the picture of how this goes. If you've never, um, if you've if you've never taught somebody how to water ski. <laughs> I'm just going to paint this picture for you. If you have, then you know the misery I'm about to I'm about to uh, uh, spell out for you. So basically, you get a boat, mm-hmm. you get a very willing and patient driver that's willing to use all their gas, mm-hmm. and um, or in my case, a brother that had been down the road many times and was you know willing to do it. And, and he was very patient. That's yes. right. And you get a rope and you get some skis, which are a couple sizes too big, which is what we did. And you get your kids, and we got out on the boat, and we threw the rope in the water, threw the skis in the water, and threw Josie in the water. She yeah, well, we first. went over to a cove because we knew that we, uh, you were probably going to have to be in the water with her because they'd yeah. never done this before. And no. it was, you know, going to be a challenge for them, and you needed to help get them started. They didn't know what to expect. So you, you were the one 
Mm. I got to sit in the boat and um, kind of spot and watch, but in video. Oh, my word. Mm -hmm. So here's, to make a long story very short, it's me with a life jacket on two sizes too small because I forgot to grab an adult one. Yep. Bobbing up and down in the water for three hours. Mm -hmm. So an hour and a half with Josie. You're wrestling with the skis. You're wrestling with the rope. We're teaching her how to get in position. 30 minutes later, she's ready to go. And he goes. She goes about three feet, and she falls. And I swim to her. We do the whole thing again. It takes about five minutes. Wouldn't you say about five yeah. minutes yeah. each time to get the rope around, get set, and all that kind of stuff? Each time, she would go maybe a little bit further, so I'm swimming to her. So as far as they went was as far as I had to swim. Mm -hmm. I swam across half that lake I that know. day. And, um, and then she got up and she went about 100 yards. <laughs> Did great. I was so proud of her. And you had to swim and catch her. I had to swim and catch her. And, um, and finally she fell. She was tired. So she got in the boat and we started all, all over. over with Colby. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was about three hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking... I'm wrestling the whole time with do not get emotional, do not get you know get frustrated. That's not going to help them at all. And because um, you were so patient with them, and you were so excited for them, to I was get to, very excited. For you're them. excited for them and proud of them that they were trying something hard, and they were just they were tired too. And was they, I was I patient? You were I patient. You were Couldn't patient. Tell. Yes, you were. And um, now. The child that was sitting in the boat waiting their turn was not patient. I mean, <laughs> sitting in the boat with me. When am I going to get a try? When am I going to get a try? But you were very patient with each of them and gave them their opportunity to try to get up on skis. Okay. And they both did. And they did. Yeah. And uh, now they can water ski. And we went back the next day and they had fun. So that story <laughs> sets up our topic for today. Yes. Today we're talking about something in marriage. Um, that's really important. And you shared this at our church on Father's Day. You actually spoke at, at our mm -hmm. church, North Star, and it was such a good message. And it doesn't just apply to fathers with children, although it requires a lot of that. Parenting parent, is part of the marriage adventure. It absolutely is. And the patience that it's involved in that. But it requires that we be patient with each other in our relationships, all relationships. And it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. And um, we're going to talk about that today. Why should we have patience in our relationships? It's now time for Things I Never Said Before I Had Kids. Ah, we don't chew gum that was stuck to a table. <laughs> Bonnie, you did not sound very patient in that bit. <laughs> yeah, you had to pick that little bit to do for today. <laughs> so today we're talking about patience. And uh, right off the bat, I want to say this. Um, at our church, we're doing this summer a series called Fruit of the Spirit, and patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I think it's only right to set it up and talk about what are the fruits of the Spirit, mm -hmm. first of all, for a moment. Well, that's the thing about the of fruit. Fruit is not something that it's produced. It's something that, that is, um, well, it's something that is, is produced through a fruit tree or mm -hmm. or something like that and it's basically the the things of the spirit that come out in you over time it's the personality of jesus expressed through you it's fruit that you bear mm -hmm. um, when you're connected to jesus yeah jesus said and i think we've probably said this before on the podcast he said 
as you abide in me and I abide in you, you'll bear much fruit, meaning just stay connected to me and I will grow within you. So when we all got saved, if you've invited Christ into your heart, you receive the Holy Spirit in your life. Within the Holy Spirit resides the fruit of the Spirit. It's just his personality. It's who he is. And those are the things we want in our life, love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And so he says this. He says, just abide in me, walk with me, grow, have a relationship with me, have fellowship with me, and guess what? Mm-hmm. I'll begin to grow. You know, and I used, uh, used the illustration of growing up. I lived across the street from a farm. Bonnie, you grew up on a farm. Yeah. And, uh, and when a farmer plants that seed, he doesn't really grow the seed. God grows the seed through science and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the farmer, what's his responsibility? He tills the land. He plants the seed. He waters it. He takes care of it and creates all the conditions Mm -hmm. to make the conditions right for the fruit, for the plants to grow and produce vegetation. And Mm -hmm. so he just is faithful to take care of it. Yeah, I think that's a really good picture of what Jesus was saying. You walk with me, create, you know, water your mind with the word of God and stay in fellowship with me and I'll do the rest. And so uh, one of the catchphrases we've been using throughout this series is the fruit of the spirit is received. It's not achieved. Mm -hmm. We get it. We don't earn it, but we do have a responsibility and that's Mm -hmm. to cultivate the ground and and, and the conditions for it. And so. Well, and I'll say this, patience is one of those things that is always a struggle for me as a mom. Mm -hmm. um, Patience is one of those things I've learned a long time ago, not to pray. God help me be not to teach me patience because Mm -hmm. Then I have to learn it and go through the hard things to learn it. And um, and that's like all the fruit of the Spirit stuff that God just wants to produce in us. And when he's working on that area of your life, it is painful because you got to deal with all the things that make you have to be patient. The, mm-hmm. the cars that you're sitting in traffic and, oh, my gosh, I've got to be patient because I'm sitting in a wreck on I-75. And, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and I'm just so frustrated and. So it seems like all those things, the checkout lines, I get in the checkout line at the grocery store every time where something's going to go wrong, two people ahead of me. And I look at, I've gotten to the point now, I look at the person behind me. When I get to the register and something breaks, I turn around and say, I'm sorry, it's just me. I mean, every time, and I look at the cashier and say, I know you're doing your best, but I think I'm having to learn patience. So it just, those kind of things happen when you're focusing on something like that. So I think it's best to not try to focus on that, just focus on Jesus and let him deal with you in that area. Well, the thing is, is when we're walking with God, when we're abiding in him and he's growing these fruit in our life, growing this fruit, he puts us in situations and he puts us in laboratories where mm-hmm. these things have to come out. And mm-hmm. so patience, he puts us in situations where we have to sit in the water and try to be patient and teach our mm-hmm. kid to ski. And, you know, and they're doing a million things wrong. And all you want to do is just say, ah, you know. Or sit in the house for five months during a quarantine. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> like, right. It's like it, we have to live so with these people. So you're the one at fault. You I'm prayed sorry. for patience. No, I didn't. But God is sure. He saw that I needed it. And But I think we're all through this season having to deal with that, whether people yeah. are working from home and having to parent while they're working from home or whether you're used to your children being at school and now you have zero free time and husband and wives that are work that are in the same house all the time 
patience is having to be, I mean, I mean, you have to learn to endure some hardship through Mm -hmm. to learn patience. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, so the fruit of the spirit, it's received, it's not achieved. So let's talk about patience for just a moment. Now, while we're diving in talking about patience, it's only fair. Let's define it first. Let's define what is patient. So to be patient is to endure discomfort without complaint. Okay. (laughs) How you been doing on that? So your idea for this podcast was because I needed it. Is no, that I'm no. getting it. Okay, I understand. It's for everybody out okay. there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to d- endure discomfort, I can do. I can mm-hmm. do for a season. I can do for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That that we just have to. It's the without complaint part that gets me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But truthfully, that's what makes it patience. You're not patient if you're complaining the whole time. Right. You're uh, you're just kind of living Enduring through it. life, right? So to be patient is to endure discomfort without complaint. So here's the question Bonnie set up before the break. Why should we have patience in our relationships? And why is patience important in our relationships? And, and we're going to focus in, obviously, on marriage, but also parenting. Because like we said, when you get married, I've heard this said before, that marriage is one of God's ways of making us holy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of the ways that he strips away selfishness in us and as if that wasn't enough <laughs> then he brings kids along oh yeah if and there's selfishness there it is gonna rise it, up when you have kids it's a whole nother level uh-huh you know and so um so i think we're gonna have to get into some of the parenting and why why patience is important in parenting as mm-hmm. well but and it's across the board with any relationship with your work with your co-workers yeah um friendships because if you want a relationship to last, whether it be marriage, you're with with parenting, coworkers, um, friendships, you've got to learn to be a little bit patient, mm-hmm. or in that your friends and people around you've got to be a little patient patient with you, or the relationships are going to break down at some point. Yeah. Well, why are we not patient? We're not patient because we're not getting our way, right? Mm-hmm. You're, they're not moving fast enough in traffic for me. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this the way I want you to do it. You're not doing it the way I told you to do it. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, I'm not getting my way. So therefore I'm impatient and I'm going to be miserable until you do do it the way or give me what I want. It's expressing our emotions and frustrations in a way that is trying to manipulate somebody else. Mm, it's a like a little times. kid the month before Christmas. Let me open up one now. I'm not patient. I'm not patient. I want this now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that is not a characteristic of Christ. And man, mm-hmm. he wants to, he wants to get that out of us. So here's the first reason I think we should all have patience in our relationships. And that's because we all stumble. We mm-hmm. all mess up mm-hmm. and, and we need people to have patience on us. Yeah. And in a marriage, in a family relationship, everybody in that house is going to mess up. Mm-hmm. You know, we say in our family, we probably said this before on the podcast, you ain't Jesus and you ain't Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ain't one of those two, you're going mess, to yeah. mess up the order. Yeah. And so uh, I love this verse in James 3, 2. It says, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check. You think James is being a smart aleck there? Mm. Well, and the thing about this, that we all stumble, I think... I want you to be patient with me, but 
I have a harder time being patient with you. But I expect you to show me that kind of be patient with me. I'm learning. I don't I don't understand this or I just messed up about this. It's only the fifth time I've messed up. I mean, Mm -hmm, come on. mm -hmm. But when you know, I want you to be patient with me, but it's a lot harder when you're interfering with my way of doing things and Mm -hmm. I can't get the kids in the car fast enough to get where we're going so that we're on time. I can't get them to, you know, to learn how to clean up the kitchen the right way, or I can't learn how to get you to, you know, load the dishwasher the way I want you to. All these things, it's, I want grace. I want you to be patient with me, but it's really hard for me when I'm not getting my way to be patient with you. Patience and grace are very similar, aren't they? They're Mm. kind of two sides of a coin. Yeah. You know, you have to have a lot of grace to be patient with people. Yeah. And all that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we all stumble. Um, it's kind of like uh, the oil in your engine of your car. Patience and grace are like that. To have patience and grace in your family makes it run a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't put uh, engine oil in your engine, man, those gears, those those uh, everything's going to grind mm-hmm. and then eventually just break. And what does oil do? It's a lubricant. It makes everything flow smoother and a lot easier and um, patience is that way in your marriage and in parenting and your family relationships if you have patience it everybody's just gonna be a little bit happier yeah you know so we need to have patience because we all stumble second reason we need to have patience in our relationships is that patience brings perspective it does brings perspective when we're not patient i feel like all we see is right the situation in front of our face. Oh, yeah. Because what am I focused on? Mm-hmm. The thing that's not getting done. Yeah. The thing that I am frustrated at. And so I don't see anything. I got blinders on. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like the horse with blinders on. All I see is that thing in front of me that's bugging the snot out of me that I'm very impatient about. Well, it's I'm sitting in this traffic jam for an hour. Then when I finally get to the front, I see someone was actually killed in that car wreck. Yeah, yeah. It's like back there, my whole world is just falling apart because I can't get home to get dinner ready in time. But I get up there and say, no, somebody else's whole world just fell apart. Mm-hmm. It was a lot worse. But I'm so impatient. I can't. All I can see is me in the moment. I don't have the perspective that I need to be able to just, okay, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Just calm down. I think those, that I think you can flip that as well. That perspective brings patience. Mm-hmm. So if you knew... There was a car wreck up there. If there was a sign a mile back that said, you know, tragic car wreck, fatal car wreck, you would have patience. Sure. You'd have a broader perspective. Yeah. Um, so you could flip that either way that patience brings perspective or perspective also brings patience, probably whichever one you can get to mm-hmm. first. Um, but uh, this verse in First John, uh, I want to read it and then I want us to just kind of dissect it for a minute. First uh, John four sixteen. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, or maybe you're just driving your car, um, you won't be able to look at it. But it says this: It says God is love. Christ has perfect patience towards us, forgiving us of sin and faithfully working in us to transform our in us into His likeness. So let's just let's just kind of break that up into bite-sized pieces here. Um, first of all, it says God is love. We know that, right? That's the first. That's the first fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Love, and then joy, peace, patience. And so everything flows out of God's love for us. And I don't think it's an accident he put love as the first mm-hmm. fruit. 
Um, it's the preeminent characteristic of, of who God is and of Christ. But then this verse goes on and it says, Christ has perfect patience towards us. So he's never impatient with us. He has perfect patience towards us. Forgiving us of sin. Why? Because we all stumble. Mm-hmm. We all mess up. It's what it says. He says, God is love. And he has patience for us because we all mess up. And so he forgives us of our sin. And then this second part goes into this perspective thing. And he's faithfully working in us to transform us into his likeness. So a great illustration of this, guys, is um, sanctification. Now That's, that's a, a big word. It's a big churchy word, it is. Yeah. So let me explain what that is if you've never heard that. So salvation is when Christ comes into your life and, and you enter into his family. And that happens one time. We believe that, that you don't have to pray to receive Christ and get saved multiple times. That happens one time for all of time. But then there is something that happens day in, day out, minute by minute for the rest of your life. And that's called sanctification. And that's that basic, it's just the process of God growing you up in him. Making us look more like Jesus a little bit along the way by Mm -hmm. taking us through these lessons that we have to learn Mm -hmm. to look more like Jesus. Yeah, so why wouldn't God just take us to heaven after we get saved? Mm. You know, that's the end of the story is... Well, it's actually just the beginning of the story for eternity. But why wouldn't he do that? Because he knows he has a bigger perspective. Mm-hmm. He knows that salvation is uber important. He knows that one day we'll be glorified in heaven, and that's uber important. But he also knows that the process of sanctifying us here on earth to make us look more like him is of grand importance too. And that only comes, it's that, He's faithfully working in us day by day. And boy, that's got to take patience. Well, that's like parenting. Mm-hmm. Beca- and that's when we do have that perspective. And I think that's when I'm able to be more patient. Like you said, sometimes the perspective piece comes first. If I can sit back and say, okay, this is the character we're trying to produce in these children mm-hmm. for the future, for who they're going to be as parents, it's important for me to slow down and teach them these things. They need to know these things, and I can't skip the process. It's hard. It's it's like when we were sleep training our kids when they were little. It's like it would have been so much easier to grab them, throw them in the bed, and say, okay, you're fine, just let them stay. But we felt oh. like it was important for them to learn to sleep and to enjoy their own bed. That was really tough. Oh, it's so but, hard. But really worth it. Absolutely. And now they go to bed easy. They get good sleep. We get good sleep. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it didn't feel good. It was not. It was hard to be patient for them to to take them back to their room and, and then come back. Then take them back to their room and like, no, 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 you got to stay. And and for them to cry and us not want to just go get them immediately. It was hard, and it was exhausting. But in the end, mm-hmm. we had the perspective to say, okay, this is just a short season. If we can get through this short season, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're able to get that perspective, it'll allow you to have so much more patience like God has with us as he's faithfully working in and through us day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this, uh, this quote by Joseph Addison. He's an English poet. He said, our real blessings often appear to us in the shape of pains, losses, and disappointments. But let us have patience, and we soon shall see them in their proper figures. Mm -hmm. 
How many th- th- things in your life do you go through, and then now you look back and you're like, man, I would not want to go through that again, but I'm, I'm so glad I did. Infertility is one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's something we've talked about in a mm-hmm. podcast recently, but um, that was, I wouldn't want to go through it again, but. I yeah. hated it the entire time. Yep. But man, I wouldn't do it different. No, not no. seeing the children we have now and, and what the, the different parents that we are mm-hmm. because we had to wait and um, just the season of life we're in now mm-hmm. couldn't have come out any other way. So we need patience because we all mess up. We need patience because it gives us a broader perspective of the situation. And then I think that leads us to our third point here. I think that these are tied together. And it's this, that patience reorders our priorities. Mm -hmm. It reorders our priorities. And this one has a lot to do, I think. For me as a dad, this has a lot to do with parenting. Yeah. Um, Marriage as well. But man, this verse in Ephesians 6, 4, you've, you've probably heard it. This is the one for me that I keep having to go back to when I'm very impatient and frustrated. And it's this, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in training and instruction of the Lord. Mm. And what does that exasperate mean? And that's just to push your kid to the point that they are so, I, I just can't do anything right. They're so frustrated and exhausted from us having ridden them to the point they're like, man, okay, I just give up. I can't, I can't win. Mm -hmm. And I think when I'm not patient with them, I push them to that point and I lose my temper and they feel like, okay, mommy's just always mad at me. I can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. And that's exasperation because I have not had self-control and I have not been patient with them. These little minds who can't. Who, are, who can barely sort through their own emotions are having to weed through mine, and, and they don't know what to do with that. Man, I did it last night. Mm-hmm. We were coming home from the ball field, and the kids were in my car, and I just got new. I, I drive an old SUV, and um, and so I got some new seat covers for it, and um, and they're nice custom seat covers, and uh, I want them to look nice for at least for a few weeks. <laughs> and so... The kids were eating in the back, and I've said a half a dozen times, you're not going to eat in my car for a while, mm-hmm. you know. And I know it's a pipe dream to keep them clean forever, but at least a few weeks. And um, something happened in the back seat, and Josie wigged out and was messing around, and she dropped her entire plate of food. Mm-hmm. And it was not like, it was messy food. Yeah. It wasn't like spaghetti messy, no, but, but it, it was. it had like Italian dressing in it yeah, and it, feta cheese. And it was not. All, yeah. And it just dropped all over my seat. And. Mm-hmm. And watermelon. I didn't, I didn't yell and scream, but boy, I was mad and she knew it. Yeah, she. she and I, you know, I just, I hate, I hate that, man. I hate when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that exasperation is when they, we set the bar so high for our spouse, mm-hmm. I man, I meet with couples all the time that they do this. Mm-hmm. And we want our spouse to be something that we're not willing to do. Yep. I set the bar so high for my kids, I don't jump over a bar that high. Yep. But I set it for them, and we do for our spouse a lot yep. of times. And, um, and, and, and that's exasperating. It's frustrating. It's, you just want to throw your hands up and say, I can't please this person. Right. And I think this... This verse could be just as written, you know, written, you know, husbands, 
do not exasperate your your wife or wives do not wives, exasperate your husband. I think wives I mean and I I'll own this I think as a woman sometimes we can is I mean I'll call it nagging. We can nag our husband to the point they just quit. Mm. Whether it be they're not parenting the way we want them to, they're not you know, they're not doing household chores the way they we want them to. They're not stepping up spiritually the way we want them to and we can push them and nag them to the point they're just like Okay, I'll never be good enough. I, I quit. I'm not even going to try. I just retreat. I'm going into my man cave. Forget yeah. it. And then it, then it's the opposite effect of what we wanted, but we've we've pushed them to the point of exasperation. And if our priorities are right, if we're patient, our priority is, look, this is what we're trying to produce for the long haul in our children. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of relationship that I want with my spouse. Am I really going to get there that way? Mm-hmm. Is that what's by me losing it and being impatient, is it really going to make them be better? Mm-hmm. Is it really going to make my spouse respond to me the way I want them to when I'm so impatient? Is it really going to make my children turn out better when I'm pushing, 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 mm-hmm. and they're just retreating? Yeah. And we've got to, we've got, I, I love that, that the way that flows is that as God births patience in us, it gives us a perspective on the situation that's outside of, the, the topic at hand gives us a long view. Mm-hmm. And then that long view helps reorder our priorities. How do I reorder the things in my marriage and the way I respond to my spouse or my children in such a way that we can achieve this end result mm-hmm. of, the, of the perspective? And that's what patience does. The opposite, when I'm impatient, it's like we said, it's like an engine without oil. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating Everything just seizes up. People um, either withdraw or people yell and just throw their hands in the air. It drives a wedge between the person that you're trying to have this relationship with. And we think, well, we, we want to push them, but we lose the relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, at what cost do we want our children to keep their rooms clean? Right. At what cost do we want our spouse to jump through these hoops? There is that balance there because as a as a dad, okay, as a dad, one of my desires is to instill in my kids work ethic mm-hmm. and grit and the ability to do hard things. Sure. Do something when you don't feel like it because the end result will be great. And that is a, I think that's a noble effort. Mm-hmm. But there's a fine line between doing that and setting the bar so high and driving them so hard that you lose all heart connection with them. Right. And, um, and man, I feel like sometimes I play jump rope with that line. Man, mm-hmm. I'm back and forth. And, well, and I think in different seasons of life, we struggle with it more. Like, I, I mean, to be honest, when they're at school for six to seven hours a day and then they come home, I've got a lot more patience with them than mm-hmm. I do when they are living in my space 24-7 and I'm – walking behind them cleaning up and pushing them to clean up for 24 hours a day rather than just those few (laughs) once they come home so that's a hard season I think when our children were toddlers and we're potty training oh it is so hard to be patient during that season and I think they're just seasons of life where it requires us to just oh it's, this is going to be harder. Teenage years. Yes, those col- are coming. Young, young college years, freshman in college, mm-hmm. everybody's learning. Uh, you know, when the college freshman comes home for the summer to stay with the parents <laughs> after they lived on their own. I mean, there's just those natural seasons. Yeah. And it's tough. Well, the first year of marriage. Yeah, first year of marriage. Yep. 
learning each other's habits and your parents aging now you have different yeah. relationships you have to care for aging parents they're sprinkled throughout life yeah and that's what they are but um i love this this statement here and we'll uh, wrap up the, the podcast episode today on this our family needs heart connections with us we need to invest more time and energy in the relationship than the result mm. i think we get impatient because we focus on the result yeah. And not the relationship. Yeah. And um, if results come out of relationship, that that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But if you lose the relationship because you're so focused on the result. It's well, the de- results will be different too. The results won't get there and it's devastating. Yeah. And, um, and uh, so a few weeks ago we used that illustration of you got a lot of balls in your hands that you're juggling and most of them are rubber, they'll bounce, but that relationship with your spouse and your kids, that's a glass ball. And if you drop that one, it breaks. And um, so we need to focus. We need heart connections and invest more time and energy in the relationship than the result. So, Well, a few action steps for this week. Um, One, stay connected to Christ because this is not going to be produced in us Mm -mm. just by trying. Mm -mm. We've got to have a power source for that, and that's walking with Jesus. That's reading the Bible and, and having fellowship with him, whether it's through prayer or personal worship time or um, just listen to podcasts that, and you know, sermons and things mm-hmm. that keep your mind focused on him, walking with him daily. That's all that is. That's right. It's just staying focused on him because he's the only one that can pr- produce it in us. That's right. That's number one. And then I think you got to keep that bigger picture in mind. Keep the uh, perspective. When we lose that larger perspective, we get selfish and mm-hmm. impatient and we focus on the situation that's right before our eyes. Mm. And, um, and we've got to keep the end in mind. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's the long-term end. Maybe it's a, it's a shorter-term end, you know, the next year. We're just trying to get through this season. But you've got to keep that larger perspective in mind. And then the last one. Allow that bigger picture to reorder your priorities. You know where you're headed. You know what you want. But you've got to make sure that your priorities are right in the way we're, and that's the relationship. Yeah. Keeping the relationship front and not the results and making sure that you're, um, that you're more concerned with the person mm-hmm. and with the relationship that you're going to keep with them than you are with pushing them to be something you want them to be or do something you want them to do. Yeah, that's good. Well, pray for us that we can have patience <laughs> and, uh, and, we're going to pray for you that you can have patience and with what's going on in our world with COVID. And, um, and we're going to pray that the Lord gets us through this. So you have a great week. We'll, uh, we'll connect next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.